Welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode number 7171. Uh, today we are going to do our best attempt at once again uh, bringing you a preview for the college football season, the 2023-2024 season. Um, and uh, that's basically going to be the bulk of the show. And then we might throw in some NFL wheel spins if we feel like it. We're kind of behind, obviously. Not going to finish it once again, just like last year. That's okay. We'll get as far as we can. Um, so, yeah. Uh, we're just going to jump right into the college football show here. We're going to start with breaking down all the conferences. And by breaking down all the conferences, I mean we're going to break down the SEC the most because we live in SEC country. Um, and this is the Show Me Show podcast after all. And uh, then we are also going to kind of just give who we think is going to be in the title games for the Power Five, which this is the last year of the Power Five as well. This is also the final year of the four-team college football playoff. So um, next year there will be a whole new different system for the playoffs, how you can get in, teams that might be able to lose a game late in the season and early in the season. Um and there will also only be pretty much four power conferences next year as well. Um, so, yeah, this is a interesting final season. It's really the Pac-12's uh, goodbye, if you will, um, Pac-12 after dark um, and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's just get right on into the SEC, Luke. And how do you want to do this? Should we just uh, think who say who we think is going to finish in the East and then the West? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, last year, how we did it was the SEC was the one conference that we broke down, like, all the teams, how they were going to finish, and the rest of the conferences was just the championship game. Um, I think that's what we're going to do again. So I, I, I would say we just jump into the SEC East first because that's what Mizzou is in um, and also what the reigning national champions are in. So I think it yep. – I don't know if it's the most relevant conference, but – I think it's the best to start off with. And I'll let you go last since you know, you're more knowledgeable on this than what I am, um, as I was telling Cam before the show. Last year I was pretty in tune with what was going on in the college football year. This year I, I'm not as much. Like I'm still going to enjoy it, but just as far as the preseason, like knowing who's on what team and what teams are good, I'm just not as in tune with it. So my predictions are – you know, they're they're not really math based. They're just kind of prediction based, which is vibe how they should based. be. Yeah, vibe based, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, not necessarily, but um Yeah, I, I'll go first. Uh in the first place in the SEC East, I have Georgia, obviously. Not not a shock there. Second, I have South Carolina and Spencer Rattler, um and Shane Beamer. Over there in Carolina. Wow, they're making a big jump, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they were solid last year. I, I think they got some big transfers, so um huh. I'm I'm a Shane Beamer believer more than I am a Spencer Rattler believer, but um yeah, sure, why not? Have him finish second. Third, I have the University of Missouri. Um not <laughs> confident on this one, but their defense is locked down. I think their defense is going to be um, up there with Georgia in terms of, you know, sacks, points allowed, um, turnovers. 
I think they're going to be competing with Georgia on that type of level. Now, their offense is obviously a huge issue, um, and that is what's going to hold them back. But you know what? I, I don't think third is unrealistic. And then uh, fourth, I have Tennessee. This is the big one. That's you know, I, I had Tennessee finishing sixth last year, and they got second. So I'm just not a Tennessee believer. Um, but I, I'm that's nothing against Joe Milton. I think I think that Joe Milton really came back to bite really quickly last year. Oh yeah, just instantly. They were like um, undefeated most of the year. Yeah, until so they played <laughs> Georgia, beat Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, but Joe Milton, he's replacing Hendon Hooker. I think he'll be fine. He's got a rocket arm. He can run the ball a little bit, but, I mean, they regressed heavy at the receiver position. They lost a ton to the NFL. Um, I don't know how their O-line is, but I expect some regression from this team. Um, Their over-under is 9.5 for wins. I expect them to hit the under on that um, while still, you know, being a solid competitive team, but fourth place. Fifth, I have Kentucky. They're going to regress after Will Levis leaves. Um, still a solid, well-coached team, but fifth. Um, and then here's the big one. I have Vanderbilt finishing sixth ahead of Florida. Uh, Vanderbilt's been in – they've been in the shitter for the last half decade. And uh, I don't know. Florida is just giving me v- bad vibes. I'm just getting bad vibes from Florida. Um, their over-under total is five and a half, which might be their lowest, like, ever. Um but yeah, I think Vanderbilt's gonna, you know, spin off a few SEC wins this year. They're gonna, they're gonna take down some foes and against who? I don't know what exactly. happens? But <laughs> who are they beating? Oh, man, I I don't know. I who are they beating? Well, let's just look at their schedule here. All right, they play Week One against Hawaii. I know that they're gonna win that That's game. That's not SEC. The funny that part about matter. Vanderbilt is that. Their stadium, like the stands, haven't even been built yet. Like they have the field built, but the stands just aren't built right now. And they, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday, the 17th. It's not going to come out until um, a few days before, you know, August 26th, the opening day of college football. Um, but we are recording this a little early. But, I mean, that's, what, nine nine days away, and they still haven't built the stands for their stadium? Like that's that's top-tier procrastinating. Sicko level. Um, I think they'll, they can beat Kentucky. Uh, I think they can beat Florida. And I think they'll beat Auburn. That's my three SEC wins. I think that's enough to finish sixth. Yeah, I think you're probably that probably is enough to finish five of six. I mean, right? it's not like it's not like I'm finishing like six. third. I yeah. mean, it's just ahead of one team. So, okay. All right, I'll do my East now. We'll do it like that instead of just doing both. Um, yeah, I'm taking Georgia one. I think they're probably going to go undefeated in the regular season. Um, they obviously do have to play Tennessee um, this year, but they play them every year. I think they're going to win. Uh, I'm going to go Georgia, and then I am next going to go with Tennessee. I think – they're, I know they lost a lot of talent at the wide receiver position, but the quarterback position is the most important position, and they have had some unreal recruiting classes lately. It's really gonna. This pick is really going to depend on if they're developing that recruiting talent or not. Um, I'm going to say that they will, just because the, the program has been on the up and up. 
Um, so I'm going to have them at two. Um, and off my prediction sheet, I think I might have Mizzou at three as well, which is, I just feel, Luke, it's very bold to put Mizzou at three. And I think South Carolina could be at three as well. Oh, it is. Um, but uh, I'm going to just go with Mizzou at – the problem is I haven't seen South Carolina's schedule. Let, let me let me inspect South Carolina's schedule real quick. I mean, even though they, they play the same teams as Mizzou when you think about it. But uh, the West is a little different, though. That's the only thing. Yeah. Okay. Al. They I have no idea what Mississippi Texas State A&M is. Texas A&M. And Mississippi State. W. Those are two winnable games L. out of the West. L. W. W. I've got them winning three games, Luke, in the SEC. <laughs> so I'm. Uh, wow. I'm gonna put yeah, Mizzou at three. Um, I say that they're going to win three <laughs> games, but I'm going to put them at four. Tennessee, I'm not Tennessee, Kentucky at five. I also think they just don't really have any huge players that off the top of my head, Luke. I mean, last year they had Levis, and that was about it. Um, but that was still enough to be a good SEC team. Um as you'll see later, I have uh, Mizzou finally beating Kentucky this year at Kentucky, which has never happened since we've been in the SEC, um, except when uh, our first two years in there with Gary Pinkle. But um, So it'll be the first time in a long time. Drink hasn't done it, and I don't think Barry Odom ever did it. So um, there's that. And then I'm going to throw in – Florida above Vanderbilt. Um, I Vanderbilt, I don't think, Not really checking. has enough. And Florida is going to have at least enough athletes. Um, and they, they Kentucky and, Van, or, and Florida can honestly probably flip-flop pretty easily. And the thing about the SEC East, and we're just making predictions here, the thing about the SEC East is probably between two and – the two and six, the positions of two and through six, anybody can get to those spots probably, um, except for maybe Florida. I don't think they can get all the way up to two, but or Kentucky either. But <laughs> South Carolina, Tennessee, Mizzou, um, they all could probably. Uh, it, it just depends on how you look at their ceiling and floors. Um, so yeah, but yeah, the the point is. Georgia is going to run the table again um, through the SEC. Their schedule is not that hard at all. They have one of the easiest schedules based off last year's uh, F- FBI um, or RP. I can't remember what it is. So, yeah. All right, let's move to the West. Super analytical indicator. SAI, the super analytical indicator. Um the SEC West. Now, this is where the teams get, I, I would say, more competitive or maybe just more historical. I don't know. Top of the board. Um, LSU at one for me. I'm a big believer in Brian Kelly. I'm a huge believer in Jane Daniels in this LSU team. And I'm just really just a believer in the LSU lore 
I just when LSU and Death Valley's rocking, it it's awesome for college football, and I think it's going to be happening again this year. Alabama at two, obviously. Um, it's hard to put them below two. Ole Miss at three. I, I mean, they just always seem to just win games. They're never like the best, but they're always like competitive and ranked. They're always like in the teens ranked. So them at three. Um, this is where it kind of gets dicey. Um, because all the rest of these teams are kind of even, but Texas A&M does have the most talent, so I did put them at four. Um, and then Arkansas has KJ Jefferson, so they get five. And then after that, Auburn and Mississippi State, it really doesn't matter. I have Auburn finishing above them, but I can see it going the other way. All right, guys, so that was my SEC West predictions. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTube, you'll notice that the, the scenes have changed. Um, and since the segment that you just heard, it has been almost two weeks. Uh, we actually started recording that, you know, two weeks ago, we were going to have it out last week and we just really, we had really bad luck with Wi-Fi, and then cam moved and then school started. And so now we're just getting around to it. We've had a lot happen in between then. So not much really has changed our predictions though, but just a little PSA. If you're watching on the YouTube, that's why the settings are different. Um, and this is also two weeks later. So I think we left off. I just gave my SEC West predictions. Cam, you're up with the SEC West. Yeah, and I uh, just rewrote my SEC predictions down just now. Uh, as we got, we're getting back into this. Um, as all my notes are on paper, um, and I just brought them up when I packed. But, yeah, I'm going to actually uh, – I know a lot of people, I think, have been saying this lately. Um but I do think Alabama is going to return to the top of the SEC this year. Um, and I don't think it's going to be because of offensive play. I think it's going to be um, their defense is actually going to step way up this year. And I also believe their offensive line is going to carry them uh, on offense. I know I just said I don't expect them to be explosive really on offense. And I really don't. I think it's going to be kind of an old school Alabama team, Luke. Um, if you remember them kind of from the early 2010s and actually late 2000s, yeah, where it's going to be heavy run, um, like very heavy run, in fact, because um, the quarterback competition is going not well to the point where they haven't really decided on a starter. And I, although I think they're going to start Jalen Milrow, um, who we saw last year against Texas A&M, I believe, um, but all we really know about him is he is probably the best athlete on the field when he is on the field, except that he can't throw. Um, so that's kind of an issue when you are the quarterback, but behind great offensive line, maybe he can just run around kind of um, and make shit happen. Kind of like Jalen Hurts when he was in his first year there at Alabama. Um, it was kind of similar, to be honest. No offense to Jalen Hurts, first year at Alabama. He developed into a heck of a passer, but he was not very great as a thrower um, in year one. I think that's probably going to how it's going to be if Jalen Milrow does get the start. And if they go with, I think his name's Ty Simpson, the other kid, the other quarterback. Um, I don't know what it's going to look like. Then it's going to have to take, I think, some maybe some really ugly, um, practically shutouts by the Alabama defense. But I do think they can do it. And that's actually why I have them at the top is because of their defense. Next, I've got LSU. I think LSU is probably going to win 
almost every SEC West game except the Bama one. Um, and uh, I think they're actually going to go to Florida State too as well here coming up on the second. Uh, I'm going to believe it when I see it with Florida State, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but um, I'm going to believe it when I see it kind of guy. Then I have Ole Miss, um, and I just have Ole Miss here, and I think you could maybe even switch them uh, with Texas A&M and maybe even Arkansas when it's all said and done, but it doesn't seem like Arkansas ever finishes in the top three. But these three are kind of interchangeable, I think, for me, but Ole Miss just always seems to win nine games um at least and then 10 with a bowl it seems like um and i don't really see that stopping this year with um the way kiffin's recruited and has worked the transfer portal um i don't know how dynamic they're going to be on offense this year they still have a great running back um so we'll we'll see but i just have them at three at texas a&m at four uh i don't know i feel like they have so much talent um and they have a lot of uh, great recruits, but I don't know if they're being developed um, down in Aggie Land. And also missing I also, QB. I've lost, I've lost my trust with Jimbo, uh, Luke. Jimbo was one of my favorite coaches uh, back in the day, um, mostly just because he coached the team that Jameis was on when they won the national title. Um, but I don't know what's happened to him. I don't know if he's lost his luster a little bit or if going to the SEC has just really messed him up, but they have not really been very successful at all yet. Um, So we'll see. Arkansas at five, Auburn at six. Now, it wouldn't shock me, though, if Auburn did some some weird shit and ended up like in the top three somehow, maybe top four. Um, Although I do think they should have hired Cadillac Williams. But uh, we'll see if – Yeah, Hugh uh, Freeze is a weird hire. I'll say that he is a weird hire, but I also know it's kind of like the um, coach Kelly hire. Um, he's just a damn good coach, so sometimes that just that just wipes out everything else. Um, I mean, he's done it pretty much everywhere. So, and uh, he just left a really good run at Liberty. So, we'll see. And then um, I got Mississippi State finishing last. I don't really know where that program is at all in terms of skill guys, in terms of defensive guys. Hell, they probably still have NFLers on their team, but it is the SEC West. I just don't think they're going to do very well. Um, first year without Coach Leach um, completely. Rest so, in peace. Yeah. I think we that was the exact same order. We had the exact same order. So, Are you serious? Yeah, then you had uh, – Look at my paper. Look at my notes. That's the exact same order that you just said. So, I, I'm glad that we agree on that. That oh, well, no, that never mind. Never mind. LSU and Alabama were flip flopped. I apologize. Oh, okay. So you have Alabama losing to LSU. Okay. Yeah. I was. I was going to say, there's no way we had the exact same two <laughs> weeks apart. It's been 14 days since we recorded it. It's the exact same. That would have been. It's still pretty much the same though. All right. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think our SEC East was a little different, though. I, I'm big on South Carolina, not a Joe Milton Shatler. believer, and uh, not a Graham Mertz believer either, but I think you are believers in both of them. So, But not Shatler. I'm not a yeah. believer. No, 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 no. Let's not get it twisted here. I'm not a Billy Napier, Florida believer. I am a Tennessee truther. I, I'm not falling for that trick like you did last year. I, I know what I saw. 
I know what I saw in the orangest Orange Bowl of all time. Joe Milton played pretty damn good um, against a good Clemson defense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he can replicate that at least against the subpar SEC East teams, and that should be just enough to at least take second place behind Georgia. So, all right. Well, I I do agree. He's not a bad QB, but he's just. I feel like he's a little bit overrated. He's got the arm strength. He's got fantastic arm strength, but that's not all. I mean, you got it. You got to have the playmaking ability. You got to have the running ability in today's game. And you certainly have to have the accuracy. And I think he lacks in all of those. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll move on here because we're going to go a little bit more in depth with Mizzou at the end. But before we do that, uh, we're not going to list out the standings for every conference. We're just going to do the conference championship. So for every conference, there's two different uh, divisions, except for the Big 12. It's just literally the top two records will play each other in the championship game. Um, so for that reason, I think we start with the Big 12. Who's finishing top two? Who do you got in the championship, Cam? This is an interesting one. Uh, Big 12. I have um, Texas pretty much running the table um, after losing to Alabama. I haven't seen, I can't, I don't have their schedule memorized, so they might drop another one in there. They're probably going to beat the hell out of Oklahoma again. And then Brett Venable is probably going to be on the hot seat after that, but we'll see. Um, but I have Texas in the championship game against K state. And then I just think Texas is going to Texas and, uh, K-State's going to win. Now, the thing is here with this pick is I've been watching a lot of uh, college, listening to a lot of college football talk, whether that be podcasts and just on TV after last weekend because, like, uh, during week zero, during halftime and stuff, they would just talk about the actual teams that are going to mean something this year. And everybody's really hype, like, on Texas, like uh, like the players. Always. Not, you know. It's like they, you know how like lately, Luke, how we always make fun of them during the draft because they get like nobody drafted, which is insane because they have so many like four or five star recruits and stuff like that. They don't get anybody drafted. Yeah, that is so funny. This year, apparently there's like, they have NFLers. Um, so uh, maybe we'll see them actually make a jump this year and win it. But for now, I'm going to stick with K-State. And another reason why I picked K-State is because I love just tweeting out that SICA logo of K-State. Um, I love tweeting that out. Um, so I've got that one in my back pocket for when we get to December. So I got K-State. Yeah, I have the exact same thing. I, I had before today, I had Oklahoma State facing off against K-State, and then I was I gave in. I, I gave in to the Texas hype, mostly because Quinn Ewers is just – really good i i'm a big quinn ewers guy um and i think he is he's going to play very very good football this year for the texas team and their defense is good and really the big 12 big 12 is just kind of mid in football this year like there's going to be some fun games because of the offense and stuff but i mean it, oklahoma state mid baylor mid tcu probably a little bit better than mid but it's going to be extremely hard to replicate what they did last year oklahoma extremely overrated mid Kansas mid, Iowa State mid, um, Texas. Good shout Tech. out to Trevor. Shout out, yeah, to, shout Trevor. out to Trevor. Yeah, exactly. But they're still mid. Um, that's actually probably a compliment to them for how they're being ranked in the preseason. Me calling them mid is probably a compliment. Um, Texas Tech probably a little bit better than usual. Them and TCU are going to be in the same tier. 
probably is Oklahoma State. And what then obviously the four newcomers. Cincinnati. Houston is not Maybe good. Maybe Houston. Um, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU were all probably going to be about mid in that conference. BYU is probably going to be pretty bad too. But, I mean, really, West Virginia is really bad too. I forgot about them. So, Texas, I it, it's set up. It's set up for them in the last year that they're in the Big 12 to just yeah, run the table. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, who should we move on to? Big 10. Big 10. All right. <laughs> okay. I the have... pre-Big 18. It's about to be Big 18. Oh, shit. I might change this right here, right now, but I don't know the co- the legends and the leaders right off the top of my head. Hold on just a second. Why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, I'm very confident in this one, the Big Ten. So, obviously, the Big Ten is one with divisions. And Iowa State, Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State are all in the same division. So, obviously, um, the Big Three, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan, all going to be competing against each other. Um, I think Michigan comes out on top, though. I think Penn State actually comes in second. I think they finally beat Ohio State. I think they finish ahead of them in the standings. But it doesn't matter when we're predicting the divisions. I think Michigan's going to win that. They got a really good team. And then on the West, it's all the Big Ten West is always one of the most sicko divisions in college football. And uh, Wisconsin has Luke Fickle. They're, they're going to be competing. Illinois with B. Lemma Ball, right? Uh, Purdue, they're they're going to Purdue their way to you know a seven and five record, and Iowa, that's my pick. They're going to be facing off against Michigan in the Big Ten championship. Um, Spencer Petrus is gone. He is he's basically Satan to Iowa fans. Um, I mean he he's like Jamarcus Russell but worse. I mean he was fat and he was bad, and I mean, if their defense didn't score at least two touchdowns in the game, they were going to lose because Spencer Petras could barely drive the ball 15 yards downfield per drive. So um, their defense is still just as good as they usually are. But their offense, uh, who is it? That they, they got Michigan's old quarterback, uh, McNamara, Cade McNamara. Cade. Yep. Um, so he's going to be definitely a serviceable quarterback. He's not spectacular by any means, but you don't need a spectacular guy to win the Big Ten West, especially with the defense that they have. I think they're going to fly under the radar a little bit. And, uh, I mean, it's really is just kind of a sicko pick. So that's that's why I'm doing it. But Iowa-Michigan, and obviously obviously Michigan wins. <laughs> All right. Um, I could see the reason why I had to look back was um, I couldn't remember if Penn State was in the West or in the East. Um, so, But they are in the East, so uh, I'm going to stick with what I got. I have Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Um, and to be honest, I don't actually know if Ohio state is going to get to the big 10 championship by beating Michigan. I don't know if they can beat them. So I don't know why I wrote down Ohio state. So I'm, I'm assuming when I was thinking about this, that maybe Michigan drops two games this year, just randomly in the big 10. Um, but Ohio state can beat them, but I am, uh, a little worried because it is at, Michigan. Um, Wisconsin, on the other hand, there is, I guess, if you want to listen to Luke um, and think about the fact that Cade McNamara might be serviceable. To be honest, Luke, I don't even know if he's really serviceable um, in, in, uh, surrounded by the, the players on Iowa's offense. I don't really know if that makes him serviceable with what's around him. Um, but Wisconsin, I think, 
he, they will be probably pretty good again this year. Their defense is always good, and they finally have a really, really, really good offensive coordinator, in my opinion. Phil Longo took him from Carolina, um, was the offensive coordinator at North Carolina for a while, uh, pretty much got Sam Howell going and got Drake May going. So, what about um, Trubisky? Uh, I don't know. See, I can't remember if he was there when Trubisco was there. Um, I'm not sure. Um, personally, I liked Marquise Williams better than Trubisco, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, anyway, they have a great offensive coordinator, so things might actually turn around for Wisconsin, but they're probably still going to get whomped in the Big Ten Championship by the Ohio State University. All right. Moving on to ACC, I guess. Uh, this is this is an interesting league. So this is also divisions, and probably the top two teams in this division, or top two teams in this league, are in the same division: Clemson and Florida State. Um, Clemson has obviously been there for a while now. Florida State, you know, won a national championship with Jameis, and then kind of had a really really dark period. Um. They ended up firing their coach, but they're back. They're back in full swing, and I am drinking their Kool-Aid hard. I am, I'm not drinking. I'm chugging their Kool-Aid. Uh, the media is hyping them up, um, and I'm buying into it. So I got Florida State taking the Atlantic division, and then on the coastal side, I mean, this is really just going to be a three-team race between North Carolina, Miami, and Pittsburgh. Um. Miami, I feel like is just over. They're going to be overrated every year, so just out of spite for them, I'm saying not them. And then Pittsburgh just doesn't really move the needle for me. But Carolina does have, you know, a top five QB or top five draft pick really for next year's draft with Drake May. Now their defense is still like really bad, but you know you can compete offensively and you you can be win any game. So I have them facing off against Florida State in the ACC championship, and then obviously getting whomped. <laughs> Shout out to Duke too. They're not bad this year. They're solid. Yeah, they're not. They're pretty solid last year too. Um they have a damn good head coach as much as I hate to say it. And a pretty good quarterback. Um I have a repeat of last year and this might just be Homer. Don't get me wrong. This might just be Homer me Homer Cam uh North Carolina shirt at uh I don't know if you can see that. North Carolina football uh, decor in the Mizzou apartment. But, um, yeah, you should put the helmet on, too. <laughs> I could put the helmet on. I've been wearing that a little bit more than I probably should over the past week for unforeseen reasons. But um, UNC versus Clemson is what I've got. I, the reason why I'm taking Clemson, Luke, um, is actually because I'm a Will Shipley uh truther if you will um he uh should have went to north carolina but he didn't he's from north carolina and he is, just tears up pretty much any defense he plays against it seems like he's always going for a hundred and a hundred um the concern is obviously cade klubnik as he kind of shat his pants during uh against uh, orange's orange bowl of all time against tennessee um but he did dominate north carolina in the last acc title but the reason why I'm taking Clemson over Florida State is because I'm pretty sure the Clemson-Florida State game, and this could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that game is at Clemson, so that's why I'm taking Clemson. 
Um, and I'm not going to look. I think it's the other way. I looked this morning at if it's at Florida State, I'm I'm no, hypothetically I would You're change right. my answer, but I'm not. Take Clemson. You're right. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, so I'm going to take Clemson. That's what it came down to. And I just got UNC finally uh, getting over the hump. And uh, is that a is that a, a dream? Yes. Is that realistic? Not if you've watched what I've watched the last four years, but we're still going to go with it. So, um, yeah. But go you know heels. what? As a fan, if you're not like – as a college football fan, honestly, if you're not like one of the top five to ten teams in the nation, like you don't really have title hopes, which Carolina doesn't, obviously, all you can ask for is to be entertaining. And North Carolina delivers peak entertainment football on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, <laughs> as a fan, that's all you can ask for. That is, you know, that's probably one of the truest things you can say. I, there wasn't a single game, well, except at the end. There was a couple games where you just, I wanted to just absolutely pull my hair out. But um, mostly the Clemson game, that was embarrassing. But um, they play everybody absolutely close. It's It kind of reminds me of, uh, like, the Steelers in the NFL. They'll just play down to their opponent no matter what. Like, remember that when uh, the Steelers went, like, 12-0 and to start the season, but everybody's like, this team is fraud, which they were. But they just play down to all of their opponents. North Carolina does that every single year. They never just, like, take care of business. And when they do it, it's, like, very shocking. Um, and I expect much of the same this year. Um, I expect my heart rate to be through the roof every single weekend when I am watching them. Dangerous levels. Um, but, yeah, you're right. They are they are fun to watch. Uh, you'll, you can give them that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing that you can't say about Mizzou, but you can say about Carolina. So, um, now the last conference that we're going to preview before we get to, I believe it's Heisman and then the college football playoff is the PAC 12 and it's swan song. Um, there's obviously four teams that haven't yep, gone anywhere yet. Finale. But, I mean, it's, it's still the last, the last season of, you know, the PAC 12, some really good teams here. Um, I believe this is also a division, um, conference and my, no, it's not a division conference. They took that away this year. I forgot about that. Um, I'm going to – Cam, I'm going to put you in low data mode. Um, all right, so, yeah, I forgot this year. They, they completely dismantled the division, so that's my fault. I, I said that at the beginning of the segment. That That's not true at all. Um, I have Utah versus USC. Uh, I have a rematch of last year. <laughs> that's um, what I have, Lucas. <laughs> I mean, it's just Utah always finds a way, especially like now that they actually have a good team, they just find a way to get to the the title game every year. Um, and then USC has Caleb Williams um, and Lincoln Riley. That's literally the only reason I'm putting them up there. Now, they're a pretty talented team outside of them, but I mean, it, it would be a failure if they don't at least get to the championship this year, I, I would say. Um some other teams, I mean, Oregon is going to be Oregon. good. I was just about to say I could change mine to Oregon versus USC just because um, just because that uh, Nike put that giant uh, banner in 23rd Avenue in Manhattan uh, of bodacious Bo Nix just plastered on giant uh, 
skyscrapers in New York City. I think I'll take Oregon in the uh, in the Pac-12 finale, but I'm still going to take USC. Great quarterback conference this year. Holy moly. Phoenix, yeah. Caleb Williams, Cam Rising's back for one last one last hurrah. Um, Bo Nix, um, Oregon State, DJ, Lugalay. Yep. Um, shit, I think we're we might be missing one or two. Jaden, or yeah, Jaden Delara, Arizona baby. Yeah, he's he's gotten better. Uh, I don't know if I'd put. He's not entirely in that group yet, but he's definitely Spencer Sanders, better. Colorado. Yeah, that's another big one. Yeah, you're right. I kind of. Um, I, Colorado's an interesting team because they're really not very, that good. They're going to be overrated. Oh, they're right? awful. Like, yeah, their 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 roster is really really bad. But, um, I, you know, four yeah. wins maybe. I think they can beat Arizona State. Maybe Stanford. You think they can beat TCU week one. No. No chance. Yeah, I don't think so either, especially since it's at Fort Worth. But we'll see. Yeah, they're, they're if they do, things that people are going to be like freaking out. Oh, that would be yeah. That um, Nebraska, they could win. Colorado State, hopefully they'll win because Colorado State sucks. Um, so yeah, I think they'll get four, maybe maybe five wins if they pull an upset. But they're they're general. Don't expect a lot from them this year. I think their over under total is three, three wins. Which Holy, I mean, it's awful. I personally would take the over on that, but um, that, I mean, that's the that's the expectations for Colorado this year. So, don't don't expect a lot out of them. Uh, but yeah, Utah, Oregon, Oregon State is actually you know they got DJ Ugalugale, but they're ranked number eighteen. Yeah, their the roster is good. Was just shocked. Yeah, I I mean it, it, Arizona. I mean, they're not going to be competing for the title game, obviously. But, I mean, they're going to be competitive in the conference this year, I, I would say. I mean, they've been slowly building. I wasn't sure about Jed Fish. I'll keep this short because no one really cares about Arizona. But I wasn't sure about Jed Fish when he was first hired. But he has been imp- improving the team in the roster every single year. Um, I'm excited for the Mississippi State game, um, which is not this weekend, but next weekend. It's at Mississippi State. Um if they can win that game, it's like, okay, like the season's on now. Um, but yeah, I I mean, hopefully Arizona can finally reach the bowl game this year. That's that's kind of the expectation for them. And then uh, bigger and better things in the Big 12 next year. But yeah, that's the Pac-12. You got any other thoughts, Cam, before we move on here? No, it's just got to point out that it's the last one that you'll ever see. Yeah. Final season. Well, kind of that you'll see, unless unless the games are on ESPN, which they have one one game on ESPN. Uh, you can't watch it, so I mean, enjoy what you can. That's true. Pac-12 so. Network, killer. Yeah, it's like uh, I think last weekend for Week Zero, USC was playing San Jose State, and it was on the Pac-12 Network, and it's like, well, no wonder you guys are dissolving as a conference because you're incompetent. Yeah. Why are you gatekeeping the Heisman winner? Why are you gatekeeping them from us? Because you can't they, even watch them. They they are just they're stupid. The management of the Pac-12. They, <laughs> I mean, the Big Twelve. They were getting teams taken from them. Everyone said the Big Twelve was going to dissipate. Look what they did. They actually rebounded. They got some teams. They rebuilt themselves into you know staying a conference. And the Pac-12 just simply didn't do that. They tore them. They tore themselves down in every way possible. So. uh not even not shout out to them, uh, but let's move on to a national scale here before we get to 
um, the Mizzou preview. That'll wrap up the show. Um, Heisman, Heisman Awards. Cam, what do you have? Your top four. Right. Top four. I threw I threw in a fifth as well. Just okay. um, I'll, yeah, I'll throw in. A fifth. I don't know. It, it always depends on who how many they're going to take. Uh, <laughs> once again, Homer in here, but it's realistic. It's technically realistic. Drake may have Drake may at number one. Then I have Marvin Harrison Jr. at number two. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if Marvin Harrison Jr., though, if he makes it into the top two of the Heisman, he's probably going to win it because yeah, that just means that he's having an astronomical season. It's either – if you're a wide receiver in the Heisman voting, if you get to New York, I feel like they're probably going to win it because if, if they don't get to New York, then it's just not – I mean, they had probably had a great season, but – not astronomical like Devonta Smith or like Desmond Howard or whatever. Um, but yeah, at number three, I have Caleb Williams. I think he's, and I think what's going to happen here, Luke, is he's going to kind of get the Bryce Young, Jameis Winston uh, treatment, if you will. And by that, I just mean like he's going to have a great, great season. But because he won it last year, I just don't think they're going to give it to him two years in a row. Yeah, in, in order to win it two years in a row, which no one has ever done, by the way, no one's ever won multiple Heisman's. Um, you really just you have to be even like be even better than what you were last year. You have to improve and be that much better than everyone else. Um, although one interesting stat is that Andrew Luck did finish twice, or he finished second twice in a row. Um, I think that's the closest anyone's gotten to winning the Heisman twice in a row, and he didn't win it once. So I like that stat, though it's funny. Story of his um, career. That is crazy. I forgot about that, to be honest. Um, Bo Nix at four. This is kind of might come as a shock, but um, I think that's yeah, that kind does. of plays into my Oregon in the finale against USC. Um, I think he'll probably have like a big numbers game against USC that will shoot him up. But uh, yeah, he's just not not the best player in the country though. And then I have Blake Corum. Running back Michigan. This one's kind of a out there too, but if he stays healthy, they're just going to run the ball a shitload. Um, that way, they don't have to throw it with JJ McCarthy as much, and uh, he's probably going to run for like twenty-five or thirty touchdowns. Um, so uh, that's why I have him up there as well. I guess you could also maybe look. I'll let you go, but one other one that was just sitting on my head was maybe Jordan Travis of Florida State's really that good, but um, yeah, maybe I Will Shipley too, but. We'll I'll see. get to that in a second. <laughs> um, so yeah, my I have top four. Uh, I'll throw in an extra two, similar to what you. Well, did you throw in two extra ones? I got, I had five, and I just I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. If you're going to talk about these guys, I don't want to okay. take it away from you. Yeah. So uh, you had yours in order. I don't have mine in a particular order. I'll maybe give my my winner at the end, but um. You know what? I'll get my winner first. I'll, I will go in order. Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman. Uh, that is, if that might be, that might come as a shock. But Jaden Daniels is, in my opinion, a phenomenal quarterback. He almost committed to Mizzou. Remember those rumors from a few years ago? That was kind of a wild time. Um, but he's at LSU, and I'm big on LSU this year. I think they're going to get the one seed going into um, the college football playoff. I, I mean, honestly. 
the game this weekend between LSU and Florida State, whoever wins that, in my mind, is a lock for the college football playoff already, uh, which is a wild thing to say considering Florida State would still have to probably beat Clemson. Um, but if they beat LSU, there's no reason why they can't beat Clemson. Um, so, yeah, whoever wins that game, definitely in the college football playoff. We'll get to that in a second, though. Jane Daniels, you know, in order for LSU to get to that level, Jane Daniels is going to play at a phenomenal level, and I think he's going to take home the Heisman. Um, and then number two, <laughs> kind of sticking to the same category here, Jordan Travis. Um, I actually wrote down Travis Hunter at first, and then I realized, wait a second, that's the cornerback for Colorado. So um, it's not Travis Hunter, it's Jordan Travis for Florida State. I don't know why I confused them. But yeah, Jordan Travis, I think he's, I'm, I'm huge on him. He's a huge reason why I'm drinking the Florida State Kool-Aid. Um because I think he's he's really good. I think he's he's built for this moment. I think he's a big time player. Um, that's I think he's just a really good leader, and I you know that's huge when it comes to winning football games. So yeah, I mean those two guys I I think are going to finish top two, and then I also have Drake May in the top three. Um, and then at fourth, this is similar to the Stetson Bennett finish last year, where he finished fourth, and it was, they were kind of just like, well, I mean you're on the best team. And you have pretty good numbers. So we'll just throw you in. I have J.J. McCarthy finishing fourth now. I think he might have a better season than what Stetson Bennett did last year. Um, but, I mean, he doesn't really have to do a whole lot for Michigan to just run the table. I mean, he just has to not turn the ball over and, you know, do what he needs to do. And I think he's going to do that, and I think it's going to get him a top four finish in the Heisman. And then since you gave two extras, I'll give two extras as well. Um, Caleb Williams, I you know, he's a really good quarterback, but – I think, like I just said, you have to do, you have to take that extra step if you want to win it or even be recognized for a second year in a row. Um, and I don't think he does it. I, I think he still plays phenomenal and he's going to be the first pick in the draft. But um, he's an honorable mention of a guy that I would not be shocked if he was top four, but not personally in mind. And then another one might be a little shocking. It is actually shocking. Brock Bowers. I think he's going to have probably the greatest tight end season um, from a college football tight end ever. And I think it's going to launch him into some Heisman talks, although I don't think he'll get the invite to New York just because of what Camp said. If he somehow gets that invite to New York, I mean, that's he's going to win it. He almost has to win it. So, but yeah, shout out to him. He's going to have a great year. Hopefully the Packers draft him. Already, we're already back to that. That makes me excited that Luke is already shooting off possible Packers picks as we get into the college football season. That gets me a little excited. Dude, I've been I've had like four tight ends like the past two years that I'm like, oh, the Packers should draft this guy, and they just never draft a tight end. And now now we have no tight ends. So I mean it, if I was the GM, we'd have we would have had Dalvin Cook, we would have had Amon Ross St. Brown. These are all guys that I was like hard on in the draft. We probably would have had TJ Watt too, because I was mad when we passed on him. So I just make me the GM of the Packers. There you go. Draft Brock yeah, I, I know, I know uh, Wyatt uh, really wanted Darnell Washington really bad, and then the Steelers just kind of stashed him when they took him because Pat Fryermuth is a freaking beast. I love Pat Fryermuth. Um, but in camp, they're saying uh, Darnell is doing stuff that Pat can't. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, how that turns out this year for the Steelers, but yeah, um, yeah, that's so NFL. That's get... next week, though. I, I yeah, got exactly. I got us on this tangent, college, though. So. College uh, football preview. Yeah, so that's Heisman. 
Um, playoff. The preview, last thing, I mean. yeah, playoff, playoff, baby, playoffs. Talking Let's about see. playoffs. Yeah, we are talking about playoffs. College football playoffs. This is we mentioned the uh, the swan song of the Pac-12. This is also, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the swan yep, song of the 14 right. playoff. Absolutely. Okay. So, I, I mean, I'm ecstatic for the 12-team playoff. But, you know, the 14-team playoff was the bridge, you know, that got us to the 12-team playoff. So, it's a little bit sentimental. This actually, this year would be great to have a 12-team playoff. There's so many teams that I think could win the national championship that would make a 12-team playoff so exciting. But, uh, I, I, you know, it's only four. And my top four... I'm not even going to explain them. I'm just going to run with it. I have LSU at one, Michigan two, Georgia at three, Florida State at four. Now, that's because I have LSU beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. Um, that's that's why um, Georgia's at three. That might be a shock to some people, but I'm big on LSU. And I'm going to go Georgia's with just probably uh... do for a slip up. So. I, I, I can't believe how high you are on LSU. I'm assuming it's just off of Jaden Daniels mixed with Coach Kelly, um, and the lore and the lore of LSU. I when LSU's good, college football is awesome. Kind of like Florida State. That's why I'm so big on both of them. <laughs> um, I have Georgia in, as the one seed, and this might be interesting. I have Michigan. As uh, the four seed, um, because they lost Ohio State. Ohio State as the two seed, and USC as the three seed. And Ohio State pummels USC. Um, Georgia beats Michigan, Bagley, and then we actually get a good national championship. Georgia, Ohio State, opposite of what happened last year. Two great semifinals, and then an awful final, but... Georgia, Ohio State, I'm down to see that any year. Um, And one thing to point out about Georgia, Ohio State, which could um, make this prediction sound really, really dumb, uh, Carson Beck was just named the starter for Georgia, and Kyle McCord was just named the starter for Ohio State. But Ohio State is going to split reps, at least between like the first two games between him and Devin Brown. Um, So two first-year quarterbacks, no matter what, um, in my national title. And I got Georgia. Three Pete. Michael Jordan style. So uh yeah. All right. Um that would that would certainly be like just I mean three Pete. I don't even has Alabama three peated. Um <laughs> I don't believe so. I don't think they've so. repeated a couple of times. Um uh, they've gone two they've gone three out of four, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't, they've never three-peated that I know of. Not in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't give uh, my championship or anything, so I guess I better go back and do that. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I have a rematch of LSU and Florida State in, <laughs> in, in the semifinal. Jesus. Um, that's assuming that uh, LSU wins every single game in Florida State. After the, they lose to LSU on Sunday, they win every single game. Um, and then they rematch. Um, and I think I kind of have to put LSU ahead of that, you know, just because of SEC. And then Georgia-Michigan um, in the two and three. 
And this is, I'm making this up on the spot. I have no idea. That would just be an all-time game. I, I think that would, Georgia-Michigan, oh, man, I want to put Michigan just for the funness of it, but they're Big Ten. I hate putting the Big Ten anywhere in the playoffs in, it, in basketball or football. They just they can't win. So I, I'll put Georgia in the championship and another rematch, LSU versus Georgia, you know, rematch of the SEC championship game. And uh, you know what? I'll, I'll go LSU. Why not? Like LSU run the table, baby. 14-0. Um, That'd be 15, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be 15. Sorry. I forget that sometimes. 15-0. 15-0 LSU. Um, Brian Kelly, um, he just he, he wins, finally. He last. does. I hate it, but he does. Um, God, God, I don't feel confident in that. But sometimes, you know what? You got to go out on the limb. Everyone's picking Georgia. Some people are picking Bama. A lot of people are picking Michigan. LSU. Why not? Beat Georgia twice. That would that would be insane. <laughs> now that, that would be wild. That, that you know, that's a tough thing to do. Um, yeah, it's kind of like when Alabama <laughs> beat Georgia in the SEC title game a few years ago, and then you know Georgia was able to figure it out and beat them in the national title. It's hard to beat a team. It's hard to beat a team twice. We always say that. Um, I think it's really hard to beat a team twice when it's two really really good teams. Um, so. Yeah, well, I guess we'll just have to Man. see. Um, I have LSU surviving two rematches in the playoffs. Yeah, Georgia That's and Florida State. That is Game tough games. to do. That, then they would deserve to be the the champ. That's for sure. Um, so, SEC wins we'll, again. We'll break down Mizzou here, and that will pretty much wrap up the college yeah. football preview show. Um, uh, I do want to do one thing. We did this on last year's show. Um, where we had betting locks. You didn't do it, but I do have a few that I wanna I wanna get off. Um, I'm not really gonna explain them. I'm just gonna run through them. I Michigan over ten and a half. That just seems like a lock in in the Big Ten. They'll probably get that before the playoffs. Um, NC State over six and a half. They're not that good this year, but they're better than that. Um, Wisconsin under nine. I. I think that's just a really high number for Wisconsin, especially in the Big Ten. Like nine, nine wins is a lot of wins. Colorado over three. Kent State over two and a half. Like they suck, but they're not. I mean, Maction. Maction happens. You forget about that. That's one of the great things about college football. And then uh, Oklahoma. This is my, might be my lock lock. Oklahoma under nine and a half. Just they're not. I'm not a Venables guy. I'll, I'll be honest. And then probably Ole Miss over seven and a half too. I feel like they get at least eight or nine wins. They have to at least. Yeah, so. I agree. Those are my locks. I, I like both that Ole Miss and Oklahoma one. Those are those are good ones for sure. All right, Mizzou baby. All right, I'll just uh, dive into it. So kickoff is tomorrow. Uh, yep. Week well, one tonight. Tonight. Oh yeah, listening to this. Uh, on Thursday, um, South Dakota at Mizzou. Um, I think what's going to happen here is uh, we might see a fast, explosive start. 
and then it'll slow down because it just seems like South Dakota is not a very uh, it's not they're not a top tier FCS school. They're just not. Um, they're not uh, South Dakota State or NDSU. Hey, or, hey, hey, uh, hey, let's respect them a little bit, okay? When Kansas beat them two years ago, they rushed the field. So they obviously they have to be a big school, right, to rush the field when you beat them. South Dakota, yeah. Don't you remember uh, that two years ago? It's a, I guess it was a state. They beat them by three I, points. They rushed the field. That means they have to be well, a, a good team, right? Kansas. I mean, that's a different okay. topic. But, uh, but I've surely, got to I think surely. it'll probably be like thirty to ten, maybe, right. um, something like that. Uh, I think they'll score quite a few touchdowns in the first half and be pretty stagnant at the end. Um, so we'll Probably. see. I hope it's not like you're going to be reporting but... from that game, though, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. All right. And if we if we win, are we rushing the field? And no, no, we're not rushing the field oh, against South okay. Dakota. Are, are are Kansas and South Dakota rivals? Is that why they rush the field against them? I think Kansas is just so ass that when they <laughs> finally get a win, that they. They feel the need to rush the field because it had been so long <laughs> since their last W. Um, but <laughs> I just remember that it was a, rushing the field against an FCS team after you win by like three points. It's it wild. was wild, wild. But I also remember That's... in Coastal Carolina. I can't remember if they were. I think they were still FCS. They beat Kansas at Kansas and. They, uh, they like, went into the locker room and got, like, a sludge hammer, and it was just this giant rock that had a Jayhawk on it. And they go, rock, chalk, Jayhawk. And the player just slams the sludge hammer into the giant rock and smashes it all over the locker room. That was, that's a good video. I can pull that up for you later. Um, but, yeah. All right, so 1-0 against uh, South Dakota. Uh, and then we play Mid-Tennessee State. I have a W there as well. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. And so I want to point this out because we've talked about this before. I think we talked about this with Brooke too. Um, Mizzou has a great opportunity, uh, a great opportunity to be 5-0 and going into the LSU game. Um, but for that to happen, they play Kansas State. Kansas State plays at Mizzou. Um, I'm not going to lie, Luke, right now I have this one chalked up as an L once again, two years in a row. Um, so 2-1, and one, um, Memphis at Mizzou at the Dome. Um, I'll be there for that as well. I've got Mizzou in a close, ugly game, like close, like um, you're like, Jesus, why are we, why is this game so close? But it turns out Memphis is actually just a good team. Um, so that you'll see that later on in the yeah. season. Before um, we move on to uh, conference games, I, I, I actually have the opposite of you there. I have us beating Kansas state at home, right? Huge win for us. Kansas state is you know, ranked high, they're a Big 12 favorite. Obviously, like, we just have them winning the Big 12. I think we beat them. But then I think we'd lose to Memphis the next week <laughs> in, at the neutral site. I think we just get a little bit too high for our britches. We're, you know, we're rolling high, and everyone's like, oh, this team can do good. And then Memphis just – we overlook Memphis. That's that's my thing. I think that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I really hope we don't because that's a big opportunity for recruiting for Mizzou in terms of showcasing at the Lou. Um, so, yeah, I hope they don't. Uh, but, yeah, as Luke just said, now we jump into conference play. And by my count, we're 3-1 and one right now at Vanderbilt. Yep. Um, Mizzou's going to win this game, I believe, once again. Um, watched Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. They actually look competent on offense. 
Um, but I actually think this will be a defensive slugfest that Mizzou will just so happen to win. And I'm going to chalk this one up to the fact that Vanderbilt hasn't finished building their stadium. And uh, Mizzou's going to get out of there with the win. Four oh, and one on the year. That's a um, month away. They have a month of building the stadium, right? They're not going to finish it, Luke. That's They're just not. There's other shit going on in Nashville. Um, those are probably union workers. That That's like their second task. They're not working on that stadium during the day, I feel like. So I'm going to take uh, Mizzou in that one. Um, and then LSU at Mizzou, whether they're 5-0, and 3-2, and or 4-1 and going into this game, this is going to be like the biggest game at Mizzou, I guess since Georgia at Mizzou, but Mizzou had no intention or no hope of winning that game against Georgia last year. But of course we almost we were did in it in it to the very end. But because uh, that's just Mizzou, God, that Mizzou, was but, that that uh, sucked that we lost that game. That would have been probably the biggest win in Mizzou history if we would have yes. won that game. And, well, Oklahoma in like 2010, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't or know that. Huge for um, to put it nicely, we're going to lose to LSU. Um, Mizzou at Kentucky. I I can't remember the last time we won at Kentucky. I think it was in 2013 Never. or 14. Uh, I think we're going to do it this year. I think we're going to do it this year. Um, and that may come as a shock because, but I just don't think Kentucky's very good this year. I just don't think they have that many guys. So unless Mizzou is like really injured, or Kentucky is playing a wide receiver at quarterback, I think we'll win this game. Now, if Kentucky's playing a fast wide receiver with gloves on and they mm-hmm. only run like read option and speed triple option and jet option, then I think Mizzou might lose. Um, but hopefully um, they don't have a wide receiver playing at quarterback that game. Um, South Carolina at Mizzou. You forget about that. Um, Kentucky has Devin Leary. I'm not worried about Devin Leary. Okay. Me, me either. Um, I actually have them losing that game, though. I just – we've never beat I, – I I think I just looked this up the other day. Never won at Kentucky. And we haven't beat Kentucky in the Mark Stoops era. Or Mark Mark Stoops, right? I thought we did when – or maybe it was at home, but I thought we beat them either in twenty the 2012-2013 season or the 2013-2014 season. Kentucky – in football. Um, doing some research here. Mid-show research, no big deal. So this is since the uh, football history versus University of Kentucky since 1904. Um, we have five wins against them. Now let's let's just see. Uh, so in 1904, we won 37 to 6. How about that? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time we beat them, oh, we have beat them in the Mark Stoops era, 20 to 10. We won in 2020. I wonder if that was the Barry Odom era. Maybe the first year of drink. I don't know. Um, Lexington, 2013. That's our only win in Lexington. There it is. Or otherwise, one, two, three, four. We're one in five in Lexington. Yeah. All time. It's pretty bad. Um, But the next game. South Carolina at Mizzou. This is extremely optimistic because South Carolina does look good this year. Um, but I just feel like we always have their number, like always. Yep. Like the only game that we've lost to South Carolina, I think, is uh, – I think there's maybe two or three, but 
the Jadavion Clowney game when we missed the extra point, Andrew Baggett. Um, be careful the letter that you put in front of his name. Um, oh, hey, but well, Andrew Baggett missed the wait, extra wait, wait. point there. But What letter are you talking about, Cam? I'm just saying where I'm from, there have been some people that have replaced the, the letter B with a, a certain letter what, after what letter? that missed kick. I, you have to leave that up to the imagination of the Missourians. Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm, sure just, I'm just saying out. because there is a guy with a similar last name on the Patriots, um, and it his name I think it's I think it's an F that it starts with. Oh, did um, he go to Navy by any chance? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, it, it's a very similar sounding name, but it just starts with an F, and I was just wondering if that was the letter you were thinking of. Yeah, I would. You know, if you know What's what we're talking about, then yes, I will give you the hint. It is the same letter as that guy, but. Um, moving on, I do think we're going to win that game. Um, I do too. I, I like what you said that we just kind of, uh, we have their number. Um, but I, I mean, Kentucky has, I think, I think we're better at South Carolina than we are at home against South Carolina, but, um, this one's at home. I just think Tyron Hopper and company is going to get after Shatler and we're going to get a dub. Um, I don't think South Carolina's defense is that good. I think they have a really good cornerback, but that's about it. So, um, yeah. They always have one really good cornerback. Shout out like J.C. Horn and whatnot. But uh, I mean, like you said, we we tend to be better there. I mean, Columbia just kind of feels like Columbia, I guess. Yeah, um. I guess so. Um, and then moving on, the last four games is a tough stretch. Uh, Mizzou at Georgia, L. Tennessee yeah. at yep. Mizzou, L. Not even going to go into depth about these, although maybe we could possibly beat Tennessee if Luke is right about Milton and Tennessee, but I'm a Tennessee truther. So as I of right now, Florida at Mizzou. Can't, Tennessee will be beaten. Uh, Florida at Mizzou, senior night, W. We're going to yes, win on senior definitely, night. Definitely. And Mizzou at Arkansas. This one really hurts to say because I feel like we always beat them. Um, KJ Jefferson's going to have an unreal game on his final game. And, uh, we're going to lose. So we're going to go seven and five regular season. Um, and I think we're going to win our bowl game eight and five, and they're going to keep drink around, which I'm, I'm fine with because the recruiting class is looking good right now. So. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if we talked about it, but we did land the number three player in the class of 2024, the number one offensive player, I believe. No defensive. Yes. Yeah. Defensive. Sorry. I don't um, know how to say his first name, but not one Williams, something like that. Yeah, he's going to be a beast. That that's pretty sweet. I I don't know if you saw the video of, I mean, you probably did with Eli Drinkwitz, like going nuts when they when they got him. That's yeah, when he just had a bat. Yeah, he's just yeah. holding a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, and he like jumps right. in the arms of his other coach, which is kind of a bad look for you know a football head coach. But I mean, nah. it is what it is. Um, so I also dudes, really. I also have them going seven and five. Um, obviously, we talked about Kansas State and Memphis with the flip flop. You have us losing to Tennessee. I have us winning, but Kentucky is flip flopped. So, I mean, it all just it comes out even. I'm, Tennessee having that as a win is wishful thinking, I think. So realistically, I probably have them at six and six again. But seven and five, um, and then bowl game. I I don't know. I. It depends on who we play. I can't confidently say we win that or not. Um, but I think overall, it's just another mid-season. 
and uh, doesn't move the needle for drink with me. Huh? You know, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I know that you're kind of a drink believer. And when Brooke came on, she said, that, she said that she needs to see more from him, but she thinks he is the guy right now. I'll say I'll be the bad guy. I'll be the guy they post up in the locker room to say, "Hey, look, this guy doesn't believe in us." I'll I'll do it. I don't think he's I don't think he's the guy. Um, he, he does have great recruiting skills. Obviously, we've seen that. Um, he really has hit the Missouri area really hard in recruiting. But I mean, if this ha- it has to translate to wins at some point. This is a big year. Um, well, his know, best class, his best recruiting class is juniors this year. So, yeah, now's the time. Um, if you yeah, ask I, me, eight and five in this era of college football, I feel like that's gonna be good enough to stay around. It should well, be more years. Yeah. yeah, I, I think really one more year. But I'm I'm talking about like for a while. Like, is he the guy? Um, I I don't think they fire him after this year, just based based on that they gave him a contract extension last year. Um, but I don't. I, he's just not going to be the guy to lead us back to the Gary Pinkle years. I mean, that's what we want to do. We want to get back to SEC championship t- tier. We want to get back to, you know, occasionally being in the national championship talk, and probably in the college football playoff when it's twelve teams. We want to be there. That's our goal, right? Um, I don't. I don't think drinks the guy. Um, his coaching skills, I think, lack severely. I don't. I mean, his offense is what we brought him here to do, and. I mean, that's that's the worst part of our team is our offense. Um, our scheme is not real. I mean, we complained about the scheme all year last year. I mean, granted, Brady Cook was hurt. Okay, but, but can you at least have some optimism? Like, let's let's be happy that at least in a few weeks we can complain about the scheme. Let's be happy about that. Let's just get past the fact that Drake's not the guy in your eyes. Let's just get to the season and let's just enjoy it a little bit. You're kind of Debbie, Debbie Downing right now. Okay. You know what? I'll tell you what needs to be done, though, to change my mind on drink because it is possible. He's not, I mean, right now, I'm pretty set in my ways. But this year, if they go eight and four in the regular season and win the bowl game, he, he buys another year in my eyes. Now, he still has to prove it next year and get even better probably 10 wins, but he does that. You know, obviously Georgia's a loss. LSU's a loss. That's, I'm not going to be mad if they lose those games. Those teams are obviously better. Um, Tennessee, Kansas state or Kentucky, you know, two of the, two of the losses, they got to have some type of win that moves the needle though. Um, South Carolina could move the needle, but probably not. Kansas state will and Tennessee will. Those are, and I guess maybe you could say Kentucky will too. Um, those are the games that move the needle. Arkansas would be huge. We kind of own Arkansas in, in these recent years. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens there. That's a big win. Um, maybe we'll have to do prove-it games. Remember how we did prove-it games last year, like the toss-up ones? Um, I think Kansas State is that for me. That's a winnable game, but tough. Same thing with Tennessee. Um, I'd almost put Memphis in the prove-it tier, too. They're kind of on our same level <laughs> They're and good. It's a, yeah and it's a neutral site game so um and i'll put kentucky and arkansas in there as well i think that's that brings it at five five prove it games so georgia and lsu are losses um south dakota middle tennessee 
Vanderbilt are all wins. If we lose one of those games, yikes. Um, and I'll even put Florida in that category. We we need to beat Florida on senior night. Um, that That's a must. You have to do that. Um, South Carolina, I think, should be a win, but they're not a bad team either. So, yeah, prove it games for me. That That's it. Those are my prove it games. I need I need at least half those games to be won to move the needle in my eyes. All right. Well, I think that's college football. <laughs> yep. I think we're going to be at about a minute or an hour 15. So, yeah, a lot's happened, though, in the last two weeks since, you know, we interviewed Brooke on the show. Um, there's been a lot of stuff. That's happened. We might actually do like a 30 minute episode or something that comes out beginning of next week. Um, it's in discussion, not a final thing yet, but yeah, everyone go enjoy the college football season this year. We got week one this week, LSU, Florida state is definitely the game of the week. That's on Sunday night. Um, Mizzou plays tonight, Thursday at South Dakota. Like Cam mentioned, he will be there. He will be reporting live from Faroe field. Um, and, uh, I'll be wearing week. my Dalen Carnell Jersey. Shout out Dalen Carnell. And uh, next week, NFL preview. NFL's here, baby. So get prepared for that, and uh, we'll see you then.